Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Tuesday. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this every day, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, helping everyone on that perilous journey as we all attempt to head back to the window and cash those winning tickets. You know, Scott, sometimes I think it would be fun to have a camera going during our meetings as we break down various games and discuss the pros and cons and all that. And then sometimes we have a conversation like today, and I'm thinking, no, there's absolutely no fucking reason at all we should ever have a camera on our meeting. What was the last? That would just be fun. What was the discussion we had, Scott, right before we came on the air about? Uh... It was about what the song, uh, "Dead or uh, the song's called "Dead or Alive." It's right? "Wanted Dead or Alive." Yes, "Wanted Dead or Alive." Is what I thought. Yeah. So yes. it was about what the hell Bon Jovi's talking about. The Steel Horse, and you assumed it the was steel a horse. You thought it was a what? I imagined that he was on either some type of like robotic future horse or it was like a mechanical bull oh. and he was just riding it. And apparently you're telling me it's supposed to be a tour bus. Sometimes I am slapped across My the face. It was so much better than yours. Sometimes I'm just slapped across the face with the fact you're 24. Sometimes I forget. Like I'm supposed to be excited about Bon Jovi singing a song about a, a tour bus. Like, come on. Give me a futuristic horse or something. Like, let's go. Good times. Good times indeed. Hey, David, good. What's up? Good afternoon to you, sir, out there in the West where Bon Jovi once rode his steel horse across mm -hmm. Uh, across the, uh, I guess, what, I-40 down there in, in in Arizona. So, hey, it's good to be here. How'd your day go yesterday, Scott? Went well. Uh, been on a bit of a winning streak. Kept it going. Had the Sixers. Uh, they were killing. Then some Doc Rivers shenanigans happened for about the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter. But they pieced it together, and they won by 15. So, overall, can't complain. Pretty good day. Hopefully, keep the winning streak uh, going. Well, that cost me my fucking play of the day. I had the over there. And, uh, of course, we were at uh, 119, I think, at halftime. I need, yeah. I, I, need, I need 98 points in the second half. Nope, can't do it. How about 90? How about 43 in the fourth quarter, you fucking hacks? God, my, you know, when you're running good, Scott, those kind of things go in your favor. When you're running bad, they uh, tend to go against you. And, it's a, like, again, it's a weird, real rude streak. Premiums have been good. Uh, was going yesterday was going into premiums fourteen and six, but yet lost mm, almost two weeks now for on my play of the day. So whoopee! We'll see what happens today. I'm excited for my play today, though. That's that's cool. So as always, thanks for stopping by, guys. We'd appreciate it if you take a minute and smash that like button, give us the thumbs up. Uh, make sure you get subscribed to both of our channels, YouTube, uh, our YouTube channels, uh, Winners and Winers, and very important, you have to get subscribed to the Max Wagers Network. Why, Scott? Why is that important this week? Well, you tell the folks. Okay, good chat. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't like to break any bad news at all, do you? Not really. No, not my speech. Kid's a pleaser. So next Monday, we're going to be going live exclusively on the Max Wagers Network. We're going to be able to still be able to download the video at a later time on the Winners and Winers YouTube channel as well as the Picks and Parlays channel. But if you want to be live, if you want to interact with us and uh, get your snarky comments in, you have to do it at the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel. We, uh, we, uh, we told you when we started this endeavor, we would eventually be funneling everything down into Max Wagers Network, and that process is continuing. So make sure you catch us at the Max Wagers Network. Get over there 
and subscribe now. And in fact, Scott, we gave a little preview yesterday because I forgot to uh, push the correct button to simulcast us on the uh, Winners and Winners YouTube channel. So <laughs> when we got it, when we made the announcement yesterday that everybody had to go to Max Wagers Network, everybody that was watching us was on the Max Wagers Network. So good times, good times indeed. Hey guys. Make sure you stop by and check out uh, our friends there at DraftKings. If you are in a state where DraftKings is, if you're in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia, I've been everywhere, man. You should check out DraftKings because they got a great deal going on for baseball. You bet $5, a minimum of $5. You can bet anything you want to. It doesn't have to be just $5. You could bet any money line in baseball, $5 or more. They give you $250 in free wager credit. So that's a pretty cool deal right there. That's a 50x multiplier, Scott. That's pretty good, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. At least in my experience, you know, anytime you can get a multiplier of hell, even two, that's pretty decent. But right. 50, yeah. That's pretty solid. 50. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you got to be 21, except in the states of New Hampshire and Wyoming. It is, of course, for first time DraftKings Sportsbook customers only. Got to use when you're. Got to register using the promo code WAW Video Winners and Winners Video. The link, of course, is in the description of the video. So check that out. And Scott, tell folks about the Caesars. What's going on over there at Caesars? So you can potentially, uh, if you have not used uh, an actual account yet at Caesars, you can sign up and get a pretty much an eleven hundred dollar guarantee or a money back guarantee. Because if you place your first wager up to $1,100, you can get it back in the form of a free bet if it loses. And, of course, anytime you can get a potential refund on a losing wager, sign me up. Consider yourself signed up, sir. Yeah. Uh, Roland says Stephen Adams isn't listed in points, Scott. What the hell? What are you giving? Are you giving out uh, candy over there? Just too much sugar? Not even a real bet? Uh, I know it was a real bet. It uh -huh. was up for a couple hours. Uh, uh, let me see if let me see if other books have it. I know BetMGM also had it earlier. Uh, definitely juiced, but let me see if that's a new thing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I am curious though. I don't think my play would get voided if Adams is removed from the starting lineup, right? Because as long as he's on the court at any point, then yeah, no, my bet would be live, right? He's not a pitcher. He doesn't have to start. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So there is a chance that maybe he got pulled because maybe he's not in the starting lineup anymore. They have yet to fully announce the starting lineup. I'm trying to think of a reason why. But uh, now I still see it available at uh, BetMGM. Actually, it went down to five and a half. So it went from six and a half to five and a half. All right. Uh, Andrew hit his uh, nerfy last night in Arizona, Washington. Make up for his Pittsburgh Maulers loser. Is that last night or this more or this afternoon? Is that cash this afternoon? Yeah. You know what? It must be this afternoon and making up for the Pittsburgh game last night. There you go. Very good. Uh, somebody said that we're, they can't find us on with the Winners and Winners YouTube right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna check because I know it's I can I can see it. It should be there. I can see the link in our. Yeah, we're there. Okay. So whoever said that, I don't know what you did wrong, but I can, I, it comes right up. So, all right, cool. All right, Peter Wolf ready to make some money. I'm with you, Peter. I'm absolutely with you as well. Um, 5.5, no bueno. You, you 
you still played it at five and a half, Scott? I, I actually don't mind it anyway. You can probably shop around and still find six and a half at a decent amount of juice. But Adams really should not be playing more than like 15 minutes per game in the series. He can't guard anybody. I, I don't know how Memphis is going to have success with him on the court when offensively he's basically a zero and defensively he's also basically a zero and the rebounding numbers, which is his claim to fame. We only had three in game one. So I don't know what in the series. Do you? No, no, I don't. I, so I'm really not I expect sure. I've seen more Jackson at five Clark at five and a little bit of Tillman in there. So I still like the under, of course, six and a half is better than five and a half. But shop around, you can probably find a decently juice six and a half. JR Blacks is uh, where the live show will be aired again for this week. JR, it's still going to be in the re- all the regular places, all three picks and parlays, Max Wagers Network, and the Winners and Winners YouTube channel. Of course, it's on Facebook as well. But next week, it's going to be winnowed down to just Max Wagers Network. So there you go. And I think that's maybe where our videos are going to be too, Scott. I'm not sure. Uh, I sure this. I don't know because I still upload my uh, videos not using StreamYard, so I need access to the Max Wager stuff. So Fair until enough. then, I'm going to keep doing it at my usual spot. Well, and I'm going to start posting mine early in the morning instead of late at night. I'm going to schedule them for release there. So if you guys are fans of my daily videos, they won't be available till about 7 a.m. Eastern time. So I think I might also make it easier uh, if you follow me on Twitter. I'll probably just post a tweet with a link to my play of the day on Twitter in the morning. So if you want to find it, you can just find it on Twitter. It's good. I make it easier. Oh, there you go. I'm with you. Hey, Paul says hit the like button. Thanks, Paul. We appreciate it. Hey, let's find out what happened yesterday. Oh, by the way, you guys can catch us tonight on Total Chaos, Scott, with Ali yep, Burns. I'll be there. You'll be there. Is Chris coming? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. All right. Very good. I, I didn't know who was. Uh... He's going to make it or not if we're putting the bang, gang, bang, gang back together. And by the way, uh, I don't know if I told you or not, I'm going to be the new host of the Just Parlay show starting next week. Co-host, damn it. What? Co-host, damn it. I'm the host. And then he's the, Are you, is he, Chris the technically the guest? He's the talent. He's the he's the yeah, part. He's the, I he's the parlay like guy. Situation. No. So what the hell am I? I'm the talent. Sort of, yeah. You're more of a. We're more I'm co- not talented. This is more of a co-host role, but but Chris okay. actually does the parlays thing. That's his shtick. Okay. So that's okay. I, I'm just not like I'm, I'm learning bring- a lot about the ins and outs of show business. Well, not like I'm bringing parlays to the table. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. You can. I'm not. It might not be good, fuck. but anybody can make a parlay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, dude, he does six parlays every day. I'm not fucking doing six parlays. I do a parlay about one. I do a parlay about once every three weeks. You so. can be the teaser guy. You know, there's there's room for growth there. You can be the teaser guy. Yeah. Okay. Good chat. Yeah. Let's talk about yesterday, man. Let's live in let's live in the past for a second. There was some uh, there was some bad breaks yesterday, Scott. We can't really call that 76ers thing a call the cops because it was like a slow motion fucking train wreck. But at one I point, I was actually thinking about putting that in there, but I found a couple that were. At one point, Scott. The number, the, the live number, 240. 240. Yeah, first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, well, in halftime, too. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Anyway, let's find out uh, who the real losers were yesterday, Scott. Not just me, but uh, let's find out who you are. Identify. Be proud. 
Who took it in the shorts? Who took it to the bank? Who's the winners? Who's the whiners? And who had to get out their fancy new flip phone and call the cops? I swear technology hates me today, Scott. Just saying. Hey, if you had the Nuggets first half plus four against the Golden State Warriors, or as somebody just referred to them, the Golden State Globetrotters, which is a fine name right there. Uh, Nuggets led by 10 with 641 left, Scott. And then they didn't uh, because the Warriors closed the half on a 24 to 8 run. Goodbye, 10-point lead. Goodbye, plus four. Nuggets, doing the math at home, trailed by six at halftime. That's definitely more than four. Oof. Uh, call the cops. I do want to go back to that series when we finish these segments, but moving on, if you had the Flames and Blackhawks under six and a half goals, you had five with less than two minutes to go. And then Calgary scored two goals in the final 92 seconds. Game ended five to two. Ugh. And we're just going to spread it out here. Well, let's do one from baseball, shall we? If you had the Pirates Brewers over eight and a half. Had seven runs in the first four innings. Ah, quality starting pitching once again. Uh, you know what the game, uh, you know where it ended, Scott? Uh, seven. Seven, that's correct. Uh, it started six to one, ended six to one. Congratulations, bullpens. You did a great job. If you had the over there, the bullpens, well, they did a shitty job. Sorry. All right. So there was some good. It was news. even worse because you had Yelich actually had a grand slam. He did something and you still lost an over. Jesus. Waste a Yelich grand slam on an under? That's unbelievable. Um, there was some nice easy wins out there, Scott. There were some people that uh, were counting their money early, and uh, yeah, they could get away with it because it was easy. It was socked away. You know who you are. You were kicked up with your feet in the air, sitting in the rocket chair. So, first one, if you had the under in Coors Field in the Phillies and Rockies game, the total was 11. You had zero runs in the first five innings. And the Rockies' bullpen's bad. It's not that bad, though. Game only landed five. Well, a game that somebody else uh, brought up here a little bit earlier, if you're jumping in with both feet, or even just dipping your big toe in the USFL pool. Maybe you had the Bandits last night, minus six. They didn't have to steal it, Scott. They just uh, hit them over the head and took it outright. Uh, against the Pittsburgh Maulers, Bandits led 17-0 at halftime. A little bit of a slow second half, but it didn't matter. They still win by 14 and easily cover the number. I believe they didn't score anything in the second half. They did not. As and the Maulers put up, under. the yeah. Maulers put up three points. I was asked for a brief breakdown of that on yesterday's show, and I just said it's a new league. Take the under. Yeah. And what do you know? Both teams sucked. Well, it's a lot easier to scheme defensively than it is offensively, Scott. That's the way that. Plus, works. the weather also wasn't that great. No, no weather sucked. Weather sucked. Yeah, quite so. a factor. But in the last, the last one, uh, if you had my play today, you had the 76ers minus seven against the Raptors, led by 15 at the half. They were up 20 and change going into the fourth quarter. Played with their food a little bit, one by 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I went back and forth on which one of those to take for my uh, play of the day and which one to take for the premium. So I really liked both of those plays a lot. I thought they'd both get home, but I took the Sixers on the premium side. So there you go. Um, Scott, we haven't done one of these in a while. Let's talk about it. We missed, we missed one yesterday. That was on me. But uh, 
we're going to do it today, my friend. And we'll talk a little bit about hockey because hockey, hockey was not our friend last night, Scott. We 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 went into the. Well, uh, we didn't mention that actual game itself. No, but no. I mean, the Hurricanes outshot the Coyotes. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Say it again. 52 to 26. That's right. 52 to 26. They took 52 shots. How many goals did they score? Uh, five. That's fucking ridiculous right there. Scored five. 47, yeah, 47 saves. Standing on his, one standing on his well. fucking head. Huh? They were up four to one. Yes. On top of that, the Coyotes were down two goals for the final nine minutes. Yep. And at no point did they pull the goalie. Nope. I, I don't. I thought we. Had, I thought this was a thing. Now I yeah. thought you were supposed to pull the goalie. Yes. When you're down two, they had a power play. Yep. They didn't pull the goalie. Yeah, they I know. A six on four. Couldn't be a six on four. They didn't pull the power. Didn't pull it the goalie. It didn't make any sense. Made no sense. And we had one shot. We had a pretty good shot on goal with about forty, 40 seconds, seconds left. Up. Whatever, yeah. Uh, Aho had a very nice shot on net, but it was a nice save by the goalie. It was. Because why not? He's made 46 other fucking saves. He might as well end it with a flurry. So it was kind of a brutal beat on Bet the Farm. It really was. Um, So last night, uh, there was another thing going on in hockey. And you and I talked about this team a little bit before the show, Scott. Um, It's Vegas. It's Vegas, baby. And uh, whatever happens in Vegas doesn't necessarily stay there because people talk about it. And we're going to find out who that is today and why people are talking about it on the Tuesday version of I'm not mad. I'm just I'm just disappointed. So, Scott, I think if you ask the average hockey fan, where do you rank Vegas? You think most of them would put them in the top four? This year, no. Top five? When it comes to... No, I'd say this season they're definitely top ten. They are, but I think there's a perception they're better than that, and that's yeah, that. Perception. That's my point. Top five because they've made the playoffs every year they've existed. Right, right. So what happened last night, buddy? So we mentioned yesterday at the end how favorites were twenty-two and zero. Twenty-two and zero over the weekend. Yep. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights currently out of the playoff picture, but competing for a playoff spot, so they could really use a win. And they had a home game against the Devils. The Devils haven't been playing for anything for about, I don't know, three months. Devils get off the bus and give up three goals. Pretty much. Uh, We've talked about how bad the defense is for a while. And the Golden Knights at home, we know how good the home field advantage or home ice advantage is there in Vegas. Didn't matter last night because they ended up losing 3-2 to to New Jersey at home. They were about minus 330 on the money line. So on top of the fact that they butchered a win as a huge favorite, they also might have killed their playoff chances. So a pretty rough day there for Golden Knight fans. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So keep that in mind when you go to blindly back the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I think DeBoer's a good coach. Are you so watching? The, are... I, I was, I, I'm not surprised that they've underachieved. DeBoer has not really done anything since he has been a head coach. Are you watching Liverpool Man United? Uh, no. I actually, fun fact, I actually thought about doing that as my play today. I was going to take Liverpool minus one and a half yeah. at minus 110. Decided not to. They should bury Man U. Ronaldo's not playing. They were doing a ceremony for him in the seventh minute because he lost a Tra- son. Tragedy, yeah. Yeah, damn shame. So Liverpool at home, of course, they're competing with Man City. No Ronaldo. Liverpool should kill them by about three, four goals. But yeah, definitely a rough time for Ronaldo's family. 
And also, I mean, I don't want to talk about sports, but Man U, because Ronaldo's the only reason why they beat Norwich over the weekend, because he had a hat trick. So Man U's missing its best player, yep. and it's against arguably the best team in the league on the road. They should get buried. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if I had to guess, 3 nothing Liverpool, if I had to guess the score. Sounds legit. J.R. Black says uh, Vegas minus 343 killed his five-team money line parlay yesterday. Uh, yeah, Devils haven't been playing anything for three years. That's absolutely true. That's a that's a great line, and that's uh, it, it sucks because it's absolutely accurate. Uh, Vegas is dead to me, says Jr. Black. <laughs> they dead to you, Scott? Uh, no, because I haven't really been fading them. In fact, the last time I actually had a game involving the Knights, I had them beating Vancouver, and they won in overtime. So. I have not really been involved that much with the Golden Knights, for better or worse. I'm kind of rooting for Vancouver. They've been playing really well lately. They're an entertaining team. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of rooting for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm into that. I find Dallas a bit boring, though. I, I know that they have talent. I find Dallas a pretty boring team. So I'm kind of hoping they end up getting kicked out of one of the wild card spots. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, Super Slice, I mean, it was one of the twins. Yeah, I've, I've got... I've got boy girl twins, man. I can't even imagine because I think it would be easier and harder because you'd see them in the face. Of the fucking uh, anyway, yeah. That's it's yeah. Hats off. That's that's mm-hmm. a damn shame. Um, James, that's he's sitting here at the scene of an accident. At least I'm not missing you guys. Hopefully not your accident. Hopefully it's just some other unfortunate person that uh, and hopefully nobody's hurt too badly. Uh, now that the Jets are basically dead, uh, rooting for the Canucks too. There you go. Very cool. Um, we got cooked up for tonight, Scott. We got uh, a couple, three basketball games. I know uh, you and I have thoughts on one of them, so we'll talk about uh, a couple other games there uh, out out west. Memphis. I actually want to just pivot for a second to go Oops. back because I said I was going to bring it up. Going into the series, I said that I thought Denver was going to get their ass kicked. I thought that Golden State was a serious candidate to sweep. We're two games in. And Denver has not looked close at all in really either game. They kept it close for about I had a pretty good, what, first 17 minutes of the uh, game two. Basically it. Yeah. They were fighting on the bench yesterday with Barton and with Cousins. Golden State looks great again. My title, my title bet back to life on Golden State. Denver's getting swept, right? I, like, I, I don't I don't know how they can compete with Golden State. The only the only shot is like like the, this, I think game three with the altitude. I think the I was al- saying an injury. I, I, yeah, that Curry's, too. Curry's coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, of course, in the death lineup they have a whole five there, which is really amusing because Andrew Wiggins is probably the worst player. What do you, what do you put up? Thirty five and twenty minutes. Who? Curry yesterday. Uh, it was nuts. But either way. The way I look at it is that Andrew Wiggins is the worst player in that death lineup, and he was an All Star. Like yeah. it tells you how good that fi- that five man ro- that five man lineup is. Yep, they finally got everybody. What's back Denver together. supposed to do? You have no talent. I agree. I've been saying it for months, which is why I personally would have voted for Jokic to win the MVP. The fact that they were even able to avoid the play in game with this supporting cast is unbelievable. Because this team stinks. Well, uh, they certainly stink next up to good uh, stack Do up the Golden State. you think they're getting State. swept? 
I, I I don't know how they can win a game. I the altitude is the only shot they have is the altitude switch that they can wear them down and get and get heavy legs in the fourth quarter. Uh, James S says it was him that's involved in the accident. Said an old person decided to stop in the middle of the street. Hey, wait a minute. I'm an old person, but I do keep going in the middle of the street. So, uh, so the good news is, God damn it, you gotta love sports betters. Yeah, I just got in a wreck, but the good news is, is the uh, under in the Diamondbacks game looks pretty good. God bless you, James. That's the kind of go for it spirit that we like around here. You know, cars will come and go, but you only get one shot at that early game under. So turn the lights back on. Look like the opening line for game three is Golden State minus two with juice to Denver plus two. Okay. I mean, it looked... It, the, Going into the series, it looked exactly like what I thought would happen last year in the Denver-Phoenix series, where Phoenix just walked in there, and I just said straight up, Denver's about to get their ass kicked, and they got swept. Yeah. Yeah, there's this, a difference. This might be the worst team in the Western Conference in the playoffs. They might be worse than New Orleans with with the current help. Yeah, it's very possible. Of course, if they had Murray and if they had Porter, they'd be a lot better. But this is just the same thing as last year. Denver's going to get killed. Like, Jokic against Draymond has done nothing. The guards are awful. Poole, Curry, and Draymond, and not Andrew, I'm sorry, and, uh, Poole, Curry, and Thompson have gone nuts from three. I don't know what Denver's done well in the first two games. Have well, they done anything well? If, well, for starters, they don't do much well under the best of circumstances. That's what I'm saying. So, the fact that um, Jokic has been held, I mean, relatively in check. He went for uh, he went for he went for twenty six, and I can't remember what he did the uh, what he did the other game. I want to say it was fairly similar. Twenty five, yeah. So he twenty five and twelve. He was fine. He got ejected yesterday, but against Draymond alone, I believe he went like zero for eight yesterday. Like, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, he it was really bad. He, I don't know that he's hit a three pointer yet. Did he make any three pointers yesterday? Because he was—I know he didn't in no. the first game. No, I don't so, believe so. So, so here's the deal: uh, he goes for 25. Barton goes for 24, which is obviously about eight, ten more than you would expect to get out of him. Denver still loses by 16. So, unless Jokic is going for 40, I think that's your shot, Scott. If he if he just can somehow overcome Draymond and put 40 plus that's the only shot they have at winning and even if he goes for 40 there's plus, no guarantee no I'm saying even if he does they can't stop Golden State Golden State is getting whatever it wants on the offensive end no they he's should gonna get swept he's gonna have to go for 40 to have and, a shot and the Nuggets are gonna have to put up 135 pretty much but the way that I see it is that I'll tell you right now of course this will be a preview for my play of the day tonight I'm going to take Golden State. Like I, I don't know how I'm not taking Golden State. I have to do it. I'm assuming you're pro. I'm assuming you might have them as well. I'm not going to no. touch upon it because you might not have thought about it. But I can't go into I, the. F- I can't avoid taking Golden State. No, I mean, you can't. You, you can't go into the teeth of that. And if Denver pulls it out, you go. Well, you know what? Denver That's pulls it, it out. I shake their hand. But I said going into the series, it would be a sweeper. Would be in five. So I'm going to back that. Bronco Devil says, uh, today's Rachel question, standard oil change or synthetic? Tough question. I'm old-fashioned. Give me standard. Standard? 
All right. I'm old fashioned. If your you? if your car is if your car is like eighty thousand miles or less, standard is fine. Once it gets to eighty thousand, you should at least do a blend. Really, kind of overkill to do a hundred percent synthetic. But if you once I drive from my my bedroom to the recording area, you how many, know how many miles do you, would you say you've driven total in your life? It's a great question. Not not as not as much as it sh- I should have. I'll tell you that much. Like ten thousand. Probably, give or take. If you were a car, somebody would get a great deal on you because it's it would be a hell of a, it would never be a bargain. Been, never been driven. Be a bargain and a half. I'll tell you that. Much. That's just amazing, dude. I I had, I had quarter million mile years. I had two hundred fifty thousand mile years. That's because you were. That's because you were traveling for work all over the place. I was. I was in the steel. You were, you were I was in my steel horse. horse. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I was a steel pony because I was on the actual bus. But yeah. Um. All right. So we we promised to look at these games. Memphis, Minnesota. Uh, we're going to talk about the Hawks game here in uh, just a minute, Justin. So, uh, yeah, as far as the Memphis, Minnesota game, Scott, I got to be honest. It's hard not to be on all the favorites here. Talk me, talk me off the favorites ledge here, buddy. I think the one concern I would have for, well, first of all, the Timberwolves game is the fact that I'm still not exactly sure if Memphis can fully contain Edwards and Towns, and the fact that Morant can't shoot. I've mentioned in the past, during the regular season, and it became really transparent in the second half of game one. They were guarding Morant like he was Westbrook, and they were just daring him to shoot jumpers. Right. And I don't think Morant made a single jumper in game one. So if you're going to keep sagging off and forcing Morant to potentially hit jumpers, do you feel great about Memphis's offense? I'm not saying he can never hit a mid-range jumper, but Morant's going to take a lot of shots. He got to the line 20-something times. Hell, Memphis attempted 40-something free throws in game one. Does that concern you, especially laying this number? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you have to look at. But, but, I mean, he was 0 for 2 from 3, but yeah. he was 8 of 16. He was 8 of 16 from, from inside the perimeter, so... I mean, was that based on layups or jump shots? Well, that's and I don't I don't have it broken down by mid range. A lot of them were dunks and layups. I really don't think he made one jump shot the entire game. And do you think that's due more to him coming off the injury? No, I've said the entire season. I don't think he can shoot. And don't get me wrong, he's still a great athlete. He's still a great player. But if I'm going to compare you to somebody, I'd compare him to Prime Westbrook because he really can't shoot. And his mid-range shot's inconsistent at times. His three-point shot's a mess. So he's going to have to work on that. But I guess my question is, if Morant has another mediocre shooting game, do you trust Memphis to cover seven or seven and a half? Because I feel like Morant needs to go for 35 or 40 if they're going to cover. Yeah, I I think he needs to... Well, he certainly needs to go for 30-plus. I don't know about 35 or 40 but he definitely needs to go for 30 for 30 plus and they've got they've got to slow down Edwards that's that's the that's the key because you know Cat's going to get his you you pencil him in for 25 plus but you've got to hold you've got to hold Edwards mid to low 20 Scott pretty much which I don't think they can do cuz Edwards really got whatever shot he wanted the thing is you can really overreact to any one game sample size right I thought Edwards was the best player on the court in game one. You can argue Towns, maybe. Right. But I thought Edwards looked better than Morant. And yeah. to be honest, I didn't think it was close. 
Now, I'm not saying that Edwards is going to sustain that for the entire series, but I, part of me was just looking at the actual possessions and the actual shot quality, and it seemed like Minnesota's offense was a lot more fluid because Edwards had a comfortable 30-plus points and really didn't force anything. It felt like Morant was forcing all the shots. Do you get that same opinion? Yeah, especially as the as they continued to be down, it seemed like he pressed. and He got to the line 20-something times because he just kept lowering his head and getting to the rim. But if he's not going to get those foul calls, I do feel like Morant's stubbornness could kill this team. So, Leg Show Magazine, bringing up the 500-pound uh, gorilla in the room, Scott, I think I'm mixing the metaphors there, but no matter. Are the Grizzlies better without Morant? I can't say that they're officially better because I've yet to see them in a playoff series without him. And the supporting cast did not do a great job shooting in game one. But I feel like when Morant's in the game, it becomes a little bit too dependent on Morant to generate everything. Yeah. Where a lot of guys just stand around, kind of like what we saw with Harden with Houston or what we've seen with Westbrook with Oklahoma City. A lot of the guys just stop moving. And I feel like the reason why people think Memphis might be better without him is because the ball movement and the assist numbers are significantly better and they're noticeably better when Morant's off the court. Well, we've talked about this with superstars before. The It forces teams to play different games that aren't so one-man-centric, if you will. It's a lot like, it's not like when you see a... Uh, like a lead singer, if you see it, like a singer with a band and the singer goes off for a costume change or whatever, and the band jams out, and you're like, my God, this band is really good, even without, you know, fucking Joe Cocker or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing without John Morant. So it's an interesting question, especially if he's going to be cold, Scott. Um, Andrew wants to know if Marcus Spart deserved Defensive Player of the Year. That was a that was kind of a uh, a bit of a surprise to some people. He led... In no defensive categories whatsoever. Uh, a loose, I guess, loose balls procured was the only "quote unquote" Plops. defensive stat that he uh, that he led the Plops. league in, huh? Flops. What are you saying? Led the league in flops. Oh, flops. Um, no, but he's a he's a great defensive player. But I feel like they gave it to him because they ended up deciding to give it to the best defensive player on the best defensive team. The problem with that is I don't think Marcus Smart's the best defensive player on his team because I think it's Robert Williams. So Smart has been a great defensive player for years. So I do feel like they gave it to him for more of a longevity purpose because he has had his name in the running for a couple of years and they finally gave it to him. If I had a vote, I probably would have given it to Mikel Bridges because he played every game. And I do feel like with Phoenix being the best team in the league – the fact that they weren't really in the running for any other award besides coach of the year. But do you think that long, that actual durability and consistency should factor into this award? Because J.R. Black's mentioning Bam. He did miss a decent amount of games, so I probably wouldn't vote for him. Jaron Jackson was mentioned, but I would probably go for Bridges because he played 82 games and Phoenix was the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like... If you were to split it up into war or value per game, I know there's not really, a, I don't think there's a value per game stat, but 
Do that, you think that that's really the question you're asking? Is it is it better to have a guy who is a nine defender for sixty five games or a guy that's an eight and a half defender for eighty games? That's really the I'm question. I'm taking the eight and a half who played every single game. There you go. There are no. only two players in the league that played every game. It was Mikel Bridges and Sadiq Bay. And I, Bridges, I would have voted for because he follows the same script that Smart does. He's a perimeter guy. He switches all and he plays great defense. But I do acknowledge that if you play every single game and you are that dependable, I think that's a tiebreaker. Okay. I, I would go along with that. I don't think it's factored in enough. Uh, I don't think it's factored in at all. But uh... JR, I think Bam missed too many games. I would not have voted for him. Uh, Roland G says when, uh, by the way, somebody said they drive 2.5 miles to and from work, uh, in 1300 miles, uh, a year. They think they beat you. Have you driven, you haven't driven 1300 miles this year, have you? No. April? No. Uh, somebody says when it comes to bands, you can't always replace the lead singer. Uh, look how many, uh, singers foreigners had. Yeah, I, I saw a couple we of those live. We think singers are important. They're just not as important as a franchise quarterback in the NFL. That's probably true. I mean, I mean, Lou. There is only one Lou Graham, but I mean, if you look at, if you look at Journey, um, the new singer's good. They've had a, uh, they've had a, uh, a decent second life since Perry left and uh, Ariel, Arniel. Well, whatever. I saw the new singer with the Filipino guy. Yeah, I saw, I saw him with the band. They were great. Yeah, I've I've seen him a couple times. But with, and the thing is, that's we call him the new guy. He's probably been with Journey fifteen years. I think Arnell has been with Journey like over fifteen years. So, but I get you. Have you ever seen the story how they found him? Uh, wasn't it from YouTube? Yeah, looking, watching him do uh, cover songs with his band uh, on YouTube. That's exactly right. Yeah, he is. Uh, Roland, I to- I totally agree. I was surprised. Uh, although I was watching some old Steve Perry stuff the other day. And I was, like, good. I was like, I was like, oh, I forgot how good he he and he is better than Arnell. I was, I'm I'm a big fan of Arnell. I think they did good, but Perry was just. I was gonna good. say you can't fully fully replicate it, but if you can get seventy percent of it, that's good enough to coast on your reputation. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just can't you you can't replace somebody, but yeah, in that case, they did they did a good job. So, um, okay. What else we got tonight, Scott? So, so who do you like? We're there? mentioning the Timberwolves game. Well, so I know. So, I'm, give me a if fight. You like Memphis to bounce back? I'm pumping the brakes. I'm not going to touch the side. I do like the under, right, in the game, which I don't even know if that's a full bold take because there has been money on the under, right? But I find it fascinating that the first game landed 247 with a 70 plus point first quarter, right? And you had 70 free throw attempts combined, and yet there's been under money. Yeah, I would I would lean under. I I had I had a uh, I had this play as an under as well, and the first quarter pretty much cooked us. I think it was I think they had seventy four in the first quarter, and then yeah. they were under what they needed to be. They were under the target for the other three quarters. So I think there was a lot of things that had to go wrong, quote unquote, for me to lose that bet, especially with two forty seven. So yeah, I'm I'm I lean under there too. Uh, that was almost my play of the day. Then I pivoted for the player prop, but that was almost my play of the day. Phoenix, New Orleans. I liked Phoenix until Scott Foster was announced the ref. And he's with Chris Paul. We know what that means. So I am not touching Phoenix at all. Did they not Are keep you? the they not keep the refs for the entire series? Uh no, they rotate. They rotate every game? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
the finals, I don't, I think the finals might be the same crew, but the actual uh, first round series, no, they rotate. Okay. Uh, Leg Show says Journey's doing a show with a full orchestra in Vegas next month. Cool. Damn. Now, if anything could get me to Vegas, classic rock with it's orchestra. Not an, it's not an electric orchestra. Not, do they have lights? Electric light orchestra? No, I was saying it's not ELO. It was a joke. I know. Each of the each of the Grizzlies' last ten playoff games have gone over the total. That's. A good I'm trying to think how many playoff games they played last year. They lost to Utah in what five? Uh, yes. So that's five. Hard. You have one from this year. I don't even know when the previous four were, so I don't know if that matters. When when, when the hell was the previous four before last year? Like Mike Connolly and Tony Allen. Like, yeah, it would have had to have been right that long ago. I would almost think like a Zach Randolph year somewhere in there. Like, I don't know. I'll tell you what I do like in this game. I, I do like the under this Phoenix, this Phoenix defense. So is, do I. Is really I like the under as well. Playing good basketball right now. And the offense is, they're not a, they're not a, they're not a juggernaut, Scott. They're, they're deliberate. They work for good shots. They're a team that can be counted on to put about 110 on the board, but they're not going to get you. They're not going to get you 120 many nights. They're going to be between, yeah, you know, 108 and 115, 90% of the time. So mm-hmm. they have to they have to do it with defense. This uh, New Orleans defense, not fantastic. I just I don't I'm not sure where the point. Better are. lately. It's been better lately. Uh, what has really been better though is their defense. I mean, they put up 99 against Phoenix. So, um, but you mean the offense hasn't been better? No, I said no. I said what has been better is their defense. Uh, they they put up they put up. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. just anyway. I was trying to make two points yeah. in one sentence there. Yeah, all good. You're gonna you're gonna lay to nine and a half with Phoenix? Or are you gonna jump on? You're gonna take say that's too many points. I'm not touching anything. I really didn't like much on the NBA card today. Okay. You know, my favorite play was the prop, but my favorite total or spread play is the under in the Timberwolves game. But when it comes to actual betting, I'd rather get in play. I'm not gonna overreact to the refereeing. New Orleans did play better in the second half, but I feel like Phoenix was coasting. Right. Because they were up by 20 going in basically with five minutes to go in the third quarter. Right. So I'm not going to automatically say Pelican's money line because Scott Foster is the ref. Like, I'm not going to say that, but I expect New Orleans to play better. I'm just not sure how much they can actually do because Phoenix is so much better in every area. Like, New Orleans is outmatched in every single facet besides maybe rebounding with Valanciunas. Maybe. Because he had 25 rebounds in game one. But they can't guard Chris Paul. They can't guard Devin Booker. And I, even Aiton had a good game. I, I, I don't know what New Orleans is supposed to do because their bench isn't good either. Well, here's the deal. At least this season, if Phoenix wins, they cover. They're 4-1 four, they're four yeah. and one, and all four victories have come by double digits. So uh, if, you, if I, I'm with you. I want to see it live. But since people don't really tune in to go, yeah, I don't have any idea. Uh, I'm gonna take a side. I'll take Phoenix minus a nine and a half. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, if I was going to pick a side, I would lean Phoenix, but I'm just gonna stay away. Okay. Uh, saw a show with orchestra and a band do a Led Zeppelin show. Singer was a leads singer of Zebra. I do not know who Zebra is, but that'd be fun. Um, I would, I would any any time an orchestra is involved doing rock and roll, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything from the baseball card grab you tonight, Scott? Uh, first glance, I don't mind the first, the no-run first inning in the Yankees-Tigers game. I know that Cole's been underwhelming early in games, but the Yankees can't hit. 
So no run first inning is pretty tempting there, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, I know the total in that game is a seven and a half for the full game. I mean, there's been a lot of unders in baseball. I was kind of hoping they would rejuice the baseballs. And we've had the opposite. We've had even less runs than we had last year. So I don't want to take any overs. Do you? I mean, have you noticed that as well? Because I feel like I'm gravitating more towards unders than overs. And I've got a team total over for my favorite. For my my play of the day, I've got got the Twins over three and a half going up against uh, Carlos Hernandez. So we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm just not convinced that. Uh, he had a, he had an awful spring, and you know, I told you I don't usually pay a lot of attention to spring, but when their when their first performance of the year looks just like spring, it kind of becomes a little more relevant. So he was awful in spring. He was awful in his first start, and then you've got a Royals bullpen that I think we can generously call them inconsistent. So I think we've got mm-hmm. two shots to win that bet. Um, I'm looking at potentially going with the Diamondbacks in Game Two against Washington. Uh, both teams are terrible, but Adon is especially bad. Gilbert had the no-hitter last year. We know he's decent. They should have an advantage in the starting pitching department. Yep. I don't mind Arizona for game two. Don't hate that. Um, I like I like the Los Angeles Angels and the Houston under. Um, uh, you know, we talked before, I'm a big fan of Framber Valdez. He's off to, mm-hmm. off to a good start. Uh, Sandoval's pitched well. We'll see if that continues. I think uh, any runs that are going to be scored is mostly going to be on the Houston side, and that offense hasn't been fantastic yet. They're averaging less than four runs per game, so I'll take the uh, I'll take the under there. I probably also look for uh, Padres minus one and a half. I hit that yesterday, uh, which was nice uh, because Lodolo is not very good, and they also can't hit. But the Reds have been awful. They're two and nine. You have San Mart. You have San Martin on the mound, who's is uh, 0-1, 6.14 ERA. Musgrove on the mound, who looked really good in his first outing. I'm going to go with the Padres there. The first outing or first two outings? I'm not sure how many times he's pitched, but I believe he's pitched twice. But either way, he's been good. Give me the Padres minus one and a half. Okay, very good. Uh, we count money over here, extolling people to smash that like button. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. 46 people are watching, 10 likes. No excuse for that. Come on, boys, help us out here. Uh, what's behind the door in Bears by Zebra? Do you know Zebra, Scott? You ever heard of him? I do not. Heavy metal hairband. Roland Are G said, "White with black stripes or black with white stripes?" Uh, well, the white stripes must be taken, so they must be uh black with white stripes or black white with that's black what, that's stripes. That's what I think. Uh, only band I know is Metallica in the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. That would be cool as well. So, all right, Twins versus KC says Frank White. Nice. Uh. Frank, I've got to be a I've got to be a fan of the Twins, there, buddy. Um, I think that I think the Twins have the. Uh, I don't mind the over. I don't mind got the Archer against Hernandez, but Hernandez was especially bad. Archer pitched really well his first time out. Only went four innings though, so I tend to believe that I'm going to believe the Archer of the last five years, not the Archer of the first four innings. So it I don't. To go two innings, they don't get injured. I don't hate the over there as well, um, but if I had to, if I had to play it. Uh, twins laying a small price at 120. I, I, I got to take the twins. Yeah. I agree. Um, do you two look for patterns or use systems to make your picks? How would you pick a pattern? Um, I don't think either one of us use a system. No, I think I it's, it's all, it's all about trends, trends. I pat- say, the closest I get to a system is a trend, but yeah, trends, I patterns, I don't have a model or anything that I created that let, no, I, most of it's just, Truth is, the longer you do it, the more you know what to look for. 
at least in my experience. So I kind of gravitate towards that. Yep. But for the most part, I just look for line inefficiencies just by going through different books, trying to see where the current form is of teams. And a lot of it is, I can't say recency bias, but I do like to focus more on the active form of teams as opposed to the overall body of work. So that's kind of how I approach teams, and I'm assuming you're the same way. Yeah, I'm a I, I'm a matchups guy as well, uh, sp- yeah. especially especially when it comes to baseball. I mean, you have to be, you have to look uh, how that pitcher does, how that team does against that pitcher, how they do against right-handers or left-handers in general, et cetera. So, and then it's uh, again, you can you can it, it takes. The, probably the biggest skill is separating recency bias from recent form and how it's relevant. So you kind of have to look for an overall pattern, not necessarily the what happened the last game or the last time out. Uh, somebody asked about the Cubs tonight, Scott. Uh, surprising Cubs, 6-4, and four going up against the surprising Tampa Bay Rays under 500. Um, we liked this Steele kid, this Justin, Justin Steele. He's had two very good starts. Um... I like steel, so I'm leaning to Chicago, but... You're going to ride that steel horse? I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride the steel horse because he's been good, and I said I liked him, so I'm not going to turn my back on him now getting plus money. Okay. You sound like you took that personally, buddy. Nobody's asking to to give up on him. He's Uh, my guy, damn it. But by the way, J.C. Stone's been asking for a while, sorry to mention it before, uh, who I think would win the series between Phoenix and Golden State. Uh, that is the question. I was going to ask that too, so thanks, JC. I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you, JC, where I have a future on Phoenix to win the West. I also have Golden State to win the title, though, so I'm kind of in the middle of my own hedge, but I think it would go seven. The truth is, the more that I actually think about it, I think the more I like Golden State. They have a certain ceiling to them that I think that no other team can match. Phoenix has the consistency, and they also have the depth because their bench is really good. But that five-man lineup for Golden State might be the best lineup in the league, and I'm not sure it's close. No, you they've put the they've put the band back together, man. They've got they've got they've got Clay, Draymond, and Seth. I mean Steph. So <laughs> yeah, you Give me three. Give me three better. Give me three starters that are better than that, Scott. Do it now. I can't. Okay. No, I'm. I and I'm a big. I, I might fan. actually, if, if I can find a bet that would have exact matchups. So if I could bet Phoenix versus Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, which I know was available, I believe on DraftKings yesterday. Yeah. I gotta see if I can actually find that, but I believe you can if you can find that price. Conference finalist, DraftKings has it. It is, let me see what it is for the West. It is Golden State versus Phoenix at plus 105. Oh, God. I mean, I don't even know if that's worth it or just slamming a series price, like Moneyline parlay for the next couple rounds. But I mean, I think Golden State and Phoenix is going seven. I think that's the NBA Finals. Those are the two best teams in the league. And I don't think it's very close. It's not. It's not. It's not really close. Um, somebody asking about the ageless wonder Adam Wainwright going against, um, going against the Miami Marlins tonight with their uh, Jesus Lazardo, the uh, centerpiece of that trade they had with the A's. 
Scott, we've seen... Lizardo's uh, been good. He made one start, gave went uh, five innings, gave up one earned. He struck out, what, 12 guys? Uh, he did have 12 strikeouts. That is correct, sir. Uh, Adam Wainwright, after a very good first start, uh, the next time out, Scott, not ideal. Not ideal. Four runs in four and a third, eight hits, uh, two walks, one home run. So is the fact that uh, he's not getting to pitch against Pittsburgh every every game uh, going to be a problem for Wainwright? Uh, could be. Uh, he's old as dirt, but he's still good. I like no run first inning. Lazardo's been okay, and Wainwright against Miami's offense I think should fare pretty well. I see a lower scoring game, especially in Miami's ballpark. If you want to go for another nerfy, I'll go with the uh, Wainwright and Lazardo nerfy. Okay. Um, you, you know what? I'll fade. I'll fade Wainwright here. Give me Miami. They've uh, done a nice job. Miami. They've done a nice job since coming home. Took three or four from the Phillies. So I'll take the uh, newly uh, rejuvenated uh, Jesus Lazardo. That'll, that'll play for me. Uh, yeah, give me. Give me Miami at a, uh, uh, yeah, minus 105 each side. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Um, see, the, uh, now Jay Seaton says uh, this year it feels wide open, so the Heat might take it. I think we're just talking about the West. I'm talking about the West. Yeah, no, the Heat, uh, we've seen that they can be a problem for anybody in a, in a short series especially. It's all about a sense of toughness, which is why I'm still against – Milwaukee to win the whole thing. I acknowledge they're defending champions and that Giannis is, you know, unbelievable and whatever. But I mean, you saw it in game one. It wasn't really easy. Like they have some moments, mostly because of their awful bench where they just struggle against any physicality whatsoever. And Chicago was physical with them and they kind of wilted a bit. They won the game. But do I think that Milwaukee would end up beating Phoenix or uh, Golden State or Miami in a series, I would probably say no. It seems like a tall order right now. I want to see what the next two series look like. All right, Scott, it's time, buddy. Let's do it, everybody. It's Tuesday. Thanks for being patient. Thanks for waiting on us here. Hope everybody is ready to put on those overalls. Grab your straw hat. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get that lucky keychain out. Put it into key ignition. And fire that bad boy up, because, kids, once again, it is time to bet the farm. All right, buddy. We, uh, oh, there it is. Wrong one. Ah, there's the farm. There's the farm. All right. Sorry, guys. Hey, wait a minute. There we go. I got to have the, uh, I don't know why I have to have the logo forward. They're not paying us anything yet. Still working on it. All right, Scott. We talked about, uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a bad beat yesterday for the farm. Not ideal as we, uh, they had a tall hill to climb there at two and a half. Couldn't keep it there. So, See if we can get back on the winning way here today, my friends. Uh, we're going to play an NBA contest, and we're going to keep this uh, relatively short and relatively sweet. We are going to take the Miami Heat minus the seven and a half points. Uh, somebody was talking about the Heat earlier. This is a very good basketball team. Um, Atlanta, good team on the road, not so much. They are just 17-26 straight up on the road this season. Miami, 30 and 12 straight up. Atlanta, even worse against the number away from the friendly confines, 14 and 28. 
ATS on the highway. Miami, we talked about their defense, and it is very, very good. Fifth in defensive efficiency, while Atlanta, their defense, they also have one. They are 26th in defensive efficiency. And finally, Miami is 7-1 and one straight up and ATS in their last eight contests. This is a good Miami team, and I think they take care of business tonight. We're going to play the Miami Heat minus 7.5 against the Atlanta Hawks, and that is going to do it for our Bet the Farm play. And that is going to do it for today's broadcast. As always, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it one more time. We would really love it if you'd take a minute and smash that like button. Thank you very much, guys, as well. Don't forget to subscribe over there to the uh, Max Wagers Network. It's going to be the exclusive home of the live broadcast of Back to the Window starting next Monday. So, you guys, we do this each and every day. Don't forget to check us out uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central each and every day. As Scott and I do our very best. We put on our hats. And we help you in that never-ending journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.